Hi, this is Danielle and Kira, and you're listening to Scrunchify, a show by mamas for mamas. Here we cover all the creative ways to make money, save money, and invest to reach financial freedom and live the life you want. Hey, Scrunchy Mamas, uh, Kira here, and I really wanted to share a blog post that Danielle wrote on our website, scrunchify.com. It's called, Are You Trapped by Materialism? So let's talk about how we get into the trap of materialism in the first place. For a lot of people, shopping is their happy place, and it fills a void that can be unbearable without the next fix. Dr. Gaber Mate does an excellent job explaining this in his incredible book, The Myth of Normal, Trauma, Illness, and Helping in a Toxic Culture. Our culture of materialism is toxic in many ways for the planet, people, and our budgets. So if we do find ourselves constantly needing to buy the next item or get the next upgrade, we can pause and check in with what is driving this process in the first place. Is this a want or a need? Do I feel anxiety when I don't purchase the latest and greatest thing? How can I manage this anxiety without buying it? Can I go for a walk, call a friend, use a gratitude journal instead? Do I sound like a therapist? Sorry, occupational hazard. Although I may be a hammer, always looking for a nail, budgeting and pursuing fire, financial independence retire early is psychological. Our mental health is at play here. If we are feeling discontent and fill the void with material items, we can easily become dependent on them. Breaking out of this cycle will require that we face the underlying needs that we are meeting with shopping. This is not our fault that we fall into this trap. Marketing is specifically designed to activate the reward-seeking center of our brains. It is extremely hard to not fall prey to advertising. Replace shopping with habits that are free, wholesome, and sustainable, like walking outdoors, playing games with friends, going to a nature preserve. These are all free or close to free activities that can feed your soul while leaving your wallet alone. How hard has it been for you to step away from materialism? Have you been successful? What has gotten in the way if you haven't? Such a great article from Danielle. I know there was a point for me where I had to ask myself this, if I was trapped by materialism, I work in the fashion industry and my goal is to create product that is marketed to our customer so that they will buy um, consistently. That's how we are able to turn a profit. Um, So again, I didn't think anything differently. At some point I started to look inwards and that was after reading the book, Your Money or Your Life. Um, It kind of starts out with the fact that we go and buy these things that end up in the landfill. And when I was reading that book, I was simultaneously downsizing, getting rid of 80% of my belongings so that I can go and travel Europe and Asia for a year with my um, husband. So it gave me pause that when I was going shopping, um, trading my time and money for those items that were sitting on my shelf collecting dust and then eventually thrown in the garbage, um, filling up the landfills. And that did not feel right. 
So there was a moment that I drew a line in the sand and said, I am no longer going to just mindlessly spend my money for one. I have a goal to reach financial independence, retire early um, by 40, but also I want to live a sustainable life. I want to have a better relationship with our planet. Um, so I do not want to be contributing to those landfills. So now I do not go and mindlessly spend. This has been really helpful. Some of the things that I do instead, if I find myself wanting to go to Target and look at the newest thing that's out there, um, I do instead go to a park and go for a walk or I go and I hang out with friends and we um, do a potluck dinner and buy some wine. I do find myself wanting some retail therapy. Um, I check in with myself and say, hey, is there something I could be doing with my time, like going for a walk, hanging out with friends, um, scheduling activities, play dates with my kids. So those have really kept me out of the store as well and uh, kept me from mindlessly spending. If you haven't checked out our website, please go squinchify.com. There are a lot of great article blog posts on there, um, more information than what we are able to bring to you every day. So check out our Instagram and our TikTok. We're creating video shorts of more information that can help you design a sustainable lifestyle that will align with your values and be great for your budget. College Hack Your Tuition, written by Kira, read by Danielle. I college hacked my way through a $60,000 four-year degree at a private university. I ended up only paying $23,000. That's $2,008. That is 60% off full price. Nowadays, there are a lot more college hacking opportunities, but in 2005, there were not as many options. I was able to use only two options to dramatically reduce my cost. I decided I wanted to go to a private college to study fashion design. I'm sure the only thing my parents heard was, expensive. I didn't know anything about the cost of college. My parents suggested I sign up for dual enrollment. Dual enrollment is an acceleration program that allows high school students to take post-secondary classes at a college and simultaneously earn credit toward a high school diploma, a career certificate, an industry certification, or an associate or baccalaureate degree at a Florida public or eligible private institution. Oh, did I mention the state pays for the college classes? Thus, being my first option for reducing my college tuition. The summer year of 11th grade, I took a college course at the local community college. The school counselor suggested I try out dual enrollment program before enrolling full-time the following year. I remember sitting in a college class at 17. It felt kind of cool. So come 12th grade, I enrolled full-time in college and my high school paid the entire bill. I only took classes that would transfer to my future private college. I had to make sure they had the same college code, example, English 101. Otherwise, my private university would not accept the college credit. This is very important if you want to transfer credits from one school to another. When I finished community college, I had 30 credits to transfer, 10 credits shy of a degree. The community college was around $150 a class and the university charged $1,000.
So I saved $30,000 by taking community college classes and the state paid for it. Scholarships. When you think about reducing your college tuition, usually scholarships come into mind. I earned a state scholarship that would pay $1,000 a semester until I graduated. Another scholarship from Walmart and another from a local community group. Total savings, $7,000. I wish I applied for more. Thinking back now, every application could have saved me anywhere from $500 to $3,000. I should have sent out $100. I was working during high school, even while taking college classes. In 11th grade, I had one job. Then in 12th grade, I had two jobs, plus going to college via the dual enrollment program. Since I didn't have many expenses, as I was living at home, I was able to save a big chunk of my paychecks. My parents said they would help support my decision going to college, but that I was going to have to help pay for it. This motivated me, me to save $20,000. I remember starting college and looking at my bank account feeling, well, kind of rich. I was 19 with $20,000. Then I wrote my first check to the private university for my first semester, and ouch, that was a reality check. Each class cost $1,000. Even though it seemed like I had enough cash to pay the balance of my tuition, I didn't. I still ended up with $14,000 of student loans. Books and fashion gear were expensive. If I were to do it again, I would not have chosen a private college. The degree from a state college was just as much valid for landing a well-paid job as it was from the private. I would have taken some CLEP exams to help save more money and time. I would have taken advantage of my employer's college program. Oh, I didn't even mention that. My employer offered college tuition support and I didn't even look at it. I would have signed up for more scholarships despite my fear of rejection. Rejection is better than the unknown of leaving free money on the table. Oh, and that $20,000 I managed to save, I would have put it in a high yield savings account or CD where I could have been earning interest and grew my money as it would have gone farther. I know some of us mamas are probably even wondering if our children will go to college. See, considering how badly burned we are with student loan debt, the uncertainty of the economy, the upside down education system, and how fast technology is growing. But if you are set on your kids attending a college slash university, look into alternative options for funding tuition. A student loan is not the only answer. So that was written by Kira. It's on our website, scrunchify.com slash college dash hack dash your dash tuition. And I, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I mean, she had a different experience. She had parents who told her to save money, who coached her on that. I didn't quite have that experience, and um, I did go to community college as a 17-year-old, uh, similar to her, except for I had already graduated high school. I graduated a year early, and I didn't have quite the direction she did. I didn't know I was going to finish college. I didn't know I was going to go on to a graduate program. That just happened naturally. Um, one thing that I really regret is similar to her, just not choosing the public school option. I went to two different private schools um, and that ended up costing me a lot of money. And if I'd gone to a state school, my entire bachelor's degree education would have been free. I went to a community college for two years and I actually turned a profit 
because they paid for my classes plus gave me money for expenses such as room and board. So I was actually making money by going to college while working. And instead of waiting a semester to go to a state school where it would be completely paid for by the Cal grant and the Pell grant and some other funding that I was eligible for, I decided I wanted to go to a smaller private school because I could have gotten in there faster and had to do less uh, required courses to get in. So I ended up going to a private university that cost, cost $5,000 a semester and ended up costing me $10,000 a year. So I walked out of there with $20,000 of student loan debt. Plus I had gone to a private university for one semester prior to that. So I actually had $25,000 of student loan debt. It never occurred to me to pay that as I went. I might've been able to, instead I was using that money to travel. Don't regret traveling, but I also didn't like to pay the interest on that student loan. And it was, it did take a while to pay off. So in hindsight, I think I'm with Kira here, unless you're in some type of field where it really matters that you go to like an Ivy League school, et cetera, state schools are fine. They cover the required information. You still get the equivalent degree. And at the end of the day, as far as in my career, no one knows the difference, whether there's a person from an Ivy League school or a person from a state school when we show up at our job. So in the end, the only difference is maybe one of us is more stressed with student loans and one of us isn't. So I did learn my lesson and I went to graduate school at the state school and I suggested to my partner to go to a state school. So since, since uh, my graduation in 2011, no one set foot in a private university since. Now my children can make their own choices, but I will offer them similar advice. If you have enjoyed the show, please share with another scrunchy mama and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. For show notes, resources, and links to our other video shorts, check out our website, scrunchify.com.